0: It is Friday, April 7th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And
1: I'm AJ Hoffman. Day one of the
0: masters in the books.
1: Will Tiger Woods see day three? Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas.
0: we are Straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Three-way tie atop the Masters standings. Tiger Woods right now beyond
1: the projected cut line. A crucial weekend in the NBA. And in the NHL. And a big fight coming up on Saturday night. I think we'll go with the uh, small dimply white ball. No offense to you, Scott. Uh for the I'm not small. <laughs> everybody knows you. Big crumb, tiny balls. Uh but the, the Masters. And we've got a three-way tie atop the leaderboard. Brooks Kepka, Victor Hovlin, and John Rahm. John Rahm may be the surprise after four-putting the first hole for a double bogey. He's at the end of the day, though, at the top of the leaderboard, minus seven. Uh, good day for him after that first hole. The updated odds on those three leaders, and I find this interesting: when three guys are tied at the end of day one, you're like, how could their odds be different? Well, I, I get how they can be different because one guy could have just had like a, a round out of his mind. A guy who was like projected fiftieth yeah. in the odds to begin with. These are three pretty big names. Three three guys who no one would be surprised if mm-hmm. they won the tournament. Rom is plus three twenty. Brooks Kepka's plus 700, Victor Hovland's plus 900. I don't typically bet golf. Victor Hovland plus 900 is very interesting to me right now. The fact that he's a day one leader and you can get him for three times the price mm-hmm. that you get John Rahm for. Uh, elsewhere on the leaderboard, Jason Day. Jason Day. Uh, Jice Day, who our guy Will Doctor gave out as his best bet to Mm -hmm. finish in the top 10. Uh, He is now 5-under par. Scotty Scheffler at 4-under. Jordan Spieth, 3-under. Phil Mickelson and DJ Dustin Johnson amongst the group at 1-under. Patrick Reed there as well. You forgot to mention Shane Lowry. Oh, I didn't, Is that 4-under? Yeah. Forgot to mention him.
0: 4-under, R- where Will Doctor didn't like my Shane Lawry pick.
1: He did not. Uh, Rory. That's uh, a even, terrible Irish accent. I apologize. And I he really, did good impressing. And, um, I really apologize. I was just trying to move past <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Tiger and Sergio, two over par. Below the projected cut line, two-time champ Bubba Watson at five over. Will Zalatoris and Kevin Nah both withdrew today. Yeah,
0: Will got uh, an injury before he even
1: started. Withdrew, so disappointed so, there. Let's talk about Tiger Woods, who I don't know if if you'd asked me coming into this event, Tiger Woods shot two over par day one mm-hmm. with bad weather. Would you feel good about that? And I think I might have said, yeah, I I, I would have said.
0: Nope. Better than I expected. This is exactly what I thought he was going to do. Uh, I, I told RJ when we made the green button bet on the Dream Pod that he was not going to make the cut. And once the weather started to get colder and wetter, which it will here today, Tiger's going to suffer. The, the metal rods in his legs, it's going to be achy. The, when the barometric pressure drops, everyone knows your body aches a little bit, especially if you had some surgeries and, and injuries and whatnot, especially with the metal plates and screws inserted into your body. I think Tiger is going to have a really hard time. And And maybe he doesn't even play here on Friday because of the weather. Like if they suspend play, Tiger might get a reprieve and then have to play on Saturday. The problem is Saturday is going to be even colder. It's going to be in the 40s
1: what, at Augusta. What are we looking at, McKenzie Rivers, for odds on Tiger to make the cut?
2: He's now the favorite to miss the cut. So you got him at, what, minus 150 to make the cut versus RJ? Mm-hmm. He's now minus 150 to miss the cut. I'm sorry, minus 170 to miss the cut, plus 150 if you want to bet on him to make the cut.
1: Yeah, and if the and obviously, you know, cuts don't happen on day one. But if the cut happened at the end of day one, Tiger would have been one stroke on the wrong side of it. Plus one is the, the current cut line. We'll see what tomorrow looks like. And with the weather looking to get worse and worse, that cut line could change. But as it stands right now, Tiger Woods on the wrong side of the cut line.
2: Enter the day Vegas thought 60% to make the cut, now 60% to miss.
1: And what are the latest odds on Mr. Woods to win the Masters?
2: Good news. We can get rich if this comes in. 800-1. to 1, $10 wins you 8000 Imagine what $100 wins you. I, I can't even calculate it. Well, I... It, it, <laughs> It's got it's got to be a lot. It's Got to be more than like a million, right? It's got to
1: be like 5 million maybe. <laughs> I can't even uh, talk or that. or 80,000. I don't know. But uh <laughs> either way, Tiger Woods a long shot to 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 make the cut even much less I think win the tournament might be out of the question at this point with the way the leaderboard is looking right now. But So Fez
2: is the guy he bet like I think he did this like 80,000 or not that money, but bet a lot to win a little. You think he hedges back at 800 to 1 no. or you think he's good? Uh, he's Solid. firmly in yeah. the Tiger so. w-
0: Tiger cannot win. So they're, looking smart. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Jeff Benson had tweeted out a someone at Circa risked. Will Tiger win the Masters? And they bet no, two hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars to win two thousand dollars. Wow, looking smart. That's a
2: plus EV bet. This I, was before today, right?
0: This was yeah. This was yeah. And I'm I'm thinking is that fast?
2: <laughs> it might be. He's got a good he's got good credit lines there. I mean, yeah. he already invested in Purdue. Yeah, may, exactly. Maybe he didn't have
0: he didn't have to front that money. Yeah. Maybe they were just like, "Listen, because of the Purdue bet, we're going to extend <laughs> you a credit line." And you get a comp with that. And we're going to we're going to put the bet in for you. We know you're good for it. And uh yeah, but they they uh they tweeted that out and I was like, "Oh, well, it looks good. It's a it's that's a good bet cuz Tiger ain't, he ain't he ain't make, he's not even making the cut, let alone winning
1: this thing. Well, Scott, what's the uh, what's the weather look like in Augusta tomorrow?
0: It's gonna rain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Classic family. Yeah, yeah. It, it is though. Here it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real, uh, for, for real, for real. Here we go. The rain's gonna start. It's gonna be cloudy and cold. The thunderstorms start around noon Eastern time going until 4 Eastern time. And if you look over here at the Doppler radar, you will (laughs) see that the wind by later in the day will pick up to 14 miles per hour.
1: By the way, for those of you not here, Scott is wearing a green shirt. I can't even see him right now. (laughs) I just see his head floating. It's crazy.
0: (laughs) And if they do suspend play, and let's say the guys in the afternoon tee off on Saturday and have to play, you know, a long day on Saturday, whether in Saturday... It's not looking better because Uh 90% chance of precipitation, but this is what's important. Temperatures will plummet into the 40s with winds up to 14 miles per hour on Saturday. So I got a feeling this Masters is not ending until Tuesday, but the fact that we have guys that like a Tiger Woods that's going to tee off in the afternoon. He might not even tee off at all. But if he does, he is going to be at a significant disadvantage to somebody that's teeing off early in the morning. Now, they did bump up the tee times by a half an hour to try and beat some of this weather. But you mentioned Victor Hovland as like a bet you want to make. Honestly, Brooks Kepka at 7-1, to one, that's the play because he tees off in the first grouping. Ooh. So he might actually finish his round before anybody, he actually, it's not the first grouping because there is some uh, uh, earlier groupings, but he tees off in one of, of, the... of those three guys, he's of the leaders he tees yes, off the year. Yes, urges. hours before, you know, he the uh, Hovland is at, I guess, 12, he's in Tigers group 1254 54 uh, Eastern time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brooks Kepka tees no, off, that's at, 124 Eastern, 124. Brooks Kepka tees off at like 8 a.m., like 9 like it's it's 5, 5 a.m. our time. And you're saying so,
2: Saturday is gonna be worse than Friday?
0: Not rain wise, although rain still is in the forecast. It's not going to be as thunderstormy as it is. It's still going to rain, but it's going to be cold and windy. Just we're going to have two days of bad weather in Augusta. And what I'm thinking is, it might
2: be better if it's called off for Tiger if he gets a clean day Saturday, but you're saying the the coldness might be a factor for the old. Yeah. So
1: you're saying that Kepka, Kepka could get put conceivably could get his round in before the worst of the weather even gets there. Maybe that is the look then. I was thinking Hovland just because it's the biggest number, and he's just – I don't think of Victor Hovland as any worse than those other two – or not way worse than those other two guys. So, uh, But, yeah, based on that, that's not a bad call. Brooks Kepka,
0: end of round two leader plus 280. Mm. That, I think, is the play. That's isolating your edge. I like that a lot. Because he's already the leader in the clubhouse. So all he's got to do—you don't think they went home by now, huh?
2: They're still in the clubhouse. Yeah, he's just still hanging, just hanging out, out, and out watching there. TV.
0: But all he's got to do is beat the field, or at least match the field, or at least not shoot two strokes worse than the field because he's two strokes ahead of Jason Day, Cam Young. Plus he is plus two eighty to be the round two leader. That's an investment I'm thinking about making. John Rahm is plus two sixty to be the round two leader. Victor Hovland plus five hundred to be the end of round two leader. I think the fact that Kepka tees off in the best conditions out of the three guys at the lead, he's got the best chance to even. Let's say he shoots a, you know, he doesn't doesn't match it with a sixty five, shoots a sixty eight, shoots a seventy. I think he'll be the round two leader because I think there's going to be a lot of plus scores yeah. of the guys that get to tee off here today.
1: And we mentioned Tiger not getting the best of the uh, the tea times, nope, so nope. he may be having to play round two on Saturday. Uh, not ideal for a guy who's right there on the brink anyway. Let's take a look at the NBA. This is an incredibly important weekend in the NBA, and, of course, our NBA expert, Mackenzie Rivers, has dug deep and – we've I, I wanted to know what games are we watching for this weekend uh, what are the most important games as far as seeding goes and as far as who's in and who's out first let's start
2: with this though McKenzie this is incredible the Eastern Conference is set it's done 82 games have been played as far as I'm concerned in the Eastern Conference uh, like how when's the last time you saw that like, I've, it, I've never seen it in there's any sport. nothing else to there's be decided there's 10 seeds to be decided we know all 10 of them what the Ninety six percent accuracy, which I mean, is something crazy, crazy could happen. But Milwaukee won yeah. all the way to Toronto 10.
0: No, but because it's what's wild is like there could have been um, like positioning battles between like, oh, the, the, does this team have a chance to get to the seven, eight game instead of the nine, 10 game? But no, I think it's all decided. Right. With the exception of, I guess, Brooklyn and Miami or is no, it, Brooklyn
2: clinched. Brooklyn. Clinched.
0: Seed, yeah. So everything
1: is everything's done.
2: Yeah. It's think- Chicago
1: 10, not Toronto. You're right. Yes,
2: exactly. Yep, that's true. Uh, and it's funny. I wonder if yesterday, if Philly didn't call Cleveland and said, "If, if you're not going to win, I mean, just let us know." If, and then they rested every single one of their players, including their <laughs> bench players. And then Philly, they played Embiid like 25 minutes, but he was seemed disengaged, and they lost by 25. Uh, so it seemed like everyone was uh, pretty content. Uh, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is the playoff. This is the playoff matchups we have. One thing I was thinking about, and I, I, I
1: guess I. I Couldn't picture this happening before, but right now we're sitting here and Miami has clinched their division, but they're the seven seed. Mm -hmm. Divisions don't mean anything.
2: They only mean something in a tiebreaker potentially.
1: Okay, so uh, I was going to say that. Just do away with them. It's just crazy. I don't know why they have them. The idea that Miami, they're – like their division might not even be represented in the playoffs. The Southeast Division, there, there might be no real playoff teams. Now, the, this, this is a recent
0: change. Over uh, how many years ago did they change this? Because the division winners used to be one, two, and three seeds yeah. in, in the conferences. So it's only it's been a couple of years now since since the change. But
2: now, I think along with the play-in, when the play-in yeah, came
0: in, yeah, yep. like, but imagine, like, think of it as if it was the old way, and this is what used to happen, which is why. The change occurred. Miami, the three seed in, in the Eastern Conference, that's not fair to the Sixers that won 52 games. That's not fair to the Cavs that won 51 games. Like, that's not that's not fair to the Knicks who won 47 games. Or is
1: it when you don't play a fully balanced schedule?
2: Like? <laughs> Everyone plays everybody. If people, yeah. people talk about the strength of schedule in the NBA. You got 82 games. It watches out in the long run. Let's
1: go to the Western Conference, though. That's where the action is. Nothing, well, I shouldn't say nothing is decided. The top four seeds are decided. Yeah,
2: number one locked up, Nuggets, Memphis 92% to be two, Kings 92% to be three, and Suns 100% to be four. So uh, the action starts at five.
1: But five through 11, uh, as last night the Jazz were officially eliminated. Yeah, what a big win by the Thunder. Keeps them alive. Yeah, uh, but we're now looking at. Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Thunder, Mavericks. Uh, That is seven teams, only six seats left at the table. What games are happening this weekend that
2: that most impact what we're going to be seeing in the playoffs? So the Thunder have one game left. They need to win it. And if they do, they will have eliminated the Dallas Mavericks from the playoffs. So even though the Mavericks are very likely to win their last two because of OKC's win last night, They have the tiebreaker over Dallas. All they got to do is beat the Grizzlies, and they're in the play in.
1: Now, the Grizzlies, I I guess you could say, questionable
2: motivation. Very much so. So they have, yeah, they have two games left, and the only way they knocked out of the two seed is if they lose both and the Kings win both. The Kings don't have an easy schedule either, so they're probably not going to be all in in that game.
1: But the Grizzlies are maybe in a position where they can decide. Who would we rather have in the playoffs?
2: I never thought about that angle. The Mavericks or the
1: Thunder. It's
2: not guaranteed they're going to match up because of the play-in. No, but but you you could. If there's one of those teams that you particularly
1: wouldn't like to see, why not? Play accordingly is Without. is all I'm thinking. Uh, so the 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 Mavericks, the, their fate is not in their hands anymore, is what you're saying. Yes. Like it's it's all because you're saying they would win the tiebreaker with Dallas if there was a
2: tiebreaker. Yes, the Thunder do have the tiebreaker over the Mavericks. They can guarantee to have the same record or better with a win over uh, the Grizzlies.
1: Okay, let's talk about the the six seven eight. I guess five six seven eight. Those teams all separated by one game: Clippers and Warriors. Uh, one game ahead of yeah. Lakers, Pelicans. obviously, that line, that six line is a, a important line because that means you're in. Most people are saying that everybody's aiming to be the fives or the the six seed. The everybody wants Sacramento. Nobody particularly wants to be the five seed where you know you're gonna
2: have to play Phoenix was not lost yet with Kevin Durant.
1: Obviously though, if it comes down to it, it the Lakers, the Pelicans, they, they're they trying to win no matter what. And the, if you're the Warriors or the Clippers, you can't really go out of your way to lose a game right. to avoid the Suns because it may knock you into the play-in round, which nobody wants.
2: Yeah, NBA got fortunate with that way because the Clippers, if they have the same record as the Warriors, they're going to be the fifth seed. They have the tiebreaker. So there's two games left. They have the same record. You think they would posture. That said, they lose both of those games very much so the Lakers could surpass them. Uh, if they win their last two games, so it's 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 wide open. But the Clippers are very likely if they get a win to be the fifth seed. What is interesting to me is the Warriors. They're thirty three percent chance to get the sixth seed, so it's not likely, but it's more likely than any other scenario. And they kind of can control their fate. They're going to have to be at Sacramento, who won't care about the game either. Do they balls? Do they ballsily lose that game and risk being in the play and I think not. I think they got to win. Uh, and then just hope the Clippers hope the Clippers don't lose both of their games.
0: Well, I think I got a best bet for tonight. What's that? The Lakers play the Suns. I think the Lakers are like six-point favorites. I, I think the Suns lose this game on purpose. Why do you think that? Because they don't want the Warriors in the playoffs. Because if the Lakers win, and let's say the Warriors lose, the Lakers have a chance to force the Warriors into that play-in yeah, round.
2: the Lakers have the tiebreaker.
0: Yeah, and so... I can see Chris Paul doing his buddy LeBron a solid and just being like, "Hey, take it. Yeah, we're we're, give, we're giving this to you tonight."
2: And it was interesting of everybody that rested yesterday. Because
0: think about it. Also, by doing that, the Suns not only give the uh, have the Warriors with a chance to not get into the playoffs, but they also almost guarantee that they're not going to play the Warriors in the first round. Right. So they can say, "Listen." We don't want to play Steph Curry and the Warriors in the first round.
1: I th- I do think that's interesting because I think the consensus is nobody wants to play the Suns. Also, nobody wants to play the Warriors, including they don't want to play each other yep. in the first round. Like, and – the, the beauty of one being a four and one being a six would be you wouldn't see they wouldn't see each other until the finals. Boy, if there was ever point shaving uh,
0: in the NBA, it's, hap- it's happening tonight,
2: yeah, and it's going to look good when they sit everybody today because
0: it's second of a back to back.
2: Yeah, second of a back to back, and yesterday they played everybody and they didn't need to. Yep, and they just won, just won their they won
0: their seventh straight game. Yep, boy, bet this now because once they announce that people are are not are out,
1: this line go, Lakers are going to be ten and a half point favorites.
2: Wouldn't shock me at home. Let's talk about the
1: Golden State Warriors who they've their game tonight at Sacramento. And then a game at Portland, boy, it'd be real difficult for them to lose that Portland game. How motivated is Sacramento going to be? We saw uh, what they just did against the Mavericks.
2: I mean, it seemed like they played hard, but are are they going to continue to play hard? No, I think after that loss, they pretty much clinched the third seed. They would need have an 8% chance of getting the second seed, and I'm not even sure that would be a big advantage for them. So I'm pretty sure they're chilling. Uh, it might be backups for backups in Sacramento tonight.
1: Yeah, and Sacramento, their their last game of the season will be at Denver, uh, another team who – it, That's it's funny because there's some teams who have such motivation right now right. in the I mean, West. look at the
2: Suns and the Nuggets. Nuggets rested everybody. Suns played everybody. They're in the exact same scenario. They're both 100% locked into their seat.
1: It is, it is fascinating. Uh, let's talk about the L.A. Clippers, who seem to be
2: – I don't want to say in the driver's seat – no, it's like the it, they're trying to get out. They're trying to hop out, hop out into the into the roll and yeah. the road and roll over. They're well, you're right. They're in the
1: driver's seat to make the playoffs, not in the driver's if. But it, if they win out and guarantee themselves the playoffs, they're playing Phoenix. They're playing in the round Western one. Conference
2: favorites. Uh, that's their that's their option. Do they want to risk not making the playoffs? I mean, they don't even have much of an option. When you play Portland, it's like I'm sorry, man, you got to win this.
1: Portland game. at home is is let's just say that's almost a sure win. But depending on how things look – and things can look a lot different by Sunday. No doubt. They're, they're, you know, if if Golden State loses the first game, then they then the, now the Clippers have some, some cushion, yeah. and they can lose that game at Phoenix. Although what you just said, Scott, that Phoenix, Phoenix with no motivation to win the last two games of mm-hmm. the season, we could see them pushing – like they can almost pick their opponent there. Yeah. Phoenix can say, if we want to play the Clippers – we let the Clippers win this game. Right. And I'll be honest, if the alternative is playing the Warriors, so to me, the game of all games, where I don't know what the line will be because it's going to be on Sunday. I don't think Phoenix wants any part of a win over the Clippers because if the Clippers win on Sunday at Phoenix, it's Clippers Phoenix in round one. The alternative being. Golden State in yeah. round one. Or Clippers I,
2: without Paul George. I think it's
1: Could it do the Lake the Clippers
0: have the tiebreak over the Lakers, right? They do. Yeah. Okay. So it's so it wouldn't be the Lakers. No. Unless it, the
1: Clippers lose both of their games. Both their the games. Lakers won both yeah. Yeah. Right. And like he said, I mean
0: losing back right home lose. to Portland yeah, is very difficult. And plus they want to not be in the play-in game, so they have to win. They're going to win I, that yep. game.
1: I think that's what I'm going to wait for. I'm going to wait until Saturday night, see what that line pops. I don't think Phoenix has any motivation in the world to beat the Clippers on Sunday because that is – if you're Phoenix, who do you want? W- it, it, would you prefer Golden State in round one? Would you prefer a surging Lakers? Or would you prefer the Clippers who don't have Paul George? Well, that's it's why – It's an that,
0: easy, easy option. And that's why they're going to let the Lakers win tonight. It's also why – To ensure
2: that Golden State doesn't get there. Yeah. This is also why this is, should be blown up. And Nick Wright had this. this is a good idea. I'll give him credit. They should just have it where the number one seed gets the number one choice on who to play. That way, they actually earn something. The Nuggets, they have—they're going to be the last team to find out who they play on. You know, a day before the playoffs. That's true.
1: They get the least amount of prep time. Yeah, and, no and, prep time is right. And, and they season, might get the hottest team. Yeah, yeah I was going to say in this season, it's not an advantage. To, like I'd much rather play the.
2: The Celtics are going to play the Eastern Conference finalists, the same team that they beat in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Heat in round one. That's not much of a. Thanks for being better than the Sixers. You don't really get any yeah. value out of it.
1: No, you're right. That's a that's a really good point. So uh, uh here's an idea. Don't let two. half the league into the playoffs. Uh, there you so. go. <laughs> 20
2: out of 30 teams. 20 so out of 30
0: teams. Yes.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about the the Pelicans and the T-Wolves here. Uh that's the two teams there that, that, that kind of no one no one's mentioned. Uh the Pelicans quietly have won eight of their last 10 games. This is a team that's playing good ball right now. Uh, What what do they have in front of them? What's the motivation for them? What's their ceiling? What's their floor right now? So
2: there's a game difference between the two teams, Pelicans, Timberwolves. And very interestingly, Sunday, the Pelicans are at Minnesota, and they're tied 1-1, so the winner of that game will have the better record and the uh, play-in. So very likely, the team that wins that game will host the 8-9 matchup. As far as these two teams' prospects – the one team that has a chance to make noise is the New Orleans Pelicans because of Zion Williamson. Reports are he's practicing again. He could be back as soon as, you know, game one of the playoffs. How does he incorporate? I'm not very sure. But he, he's a wild card for a team that's been one of the better teams since the All-Star break. You know, they, they could make some noise win a round or two. Timberwolves, not so much.
1: You not don't much, you don't have much faith in them. No,
2: I mean, they're they, they a good story, and they do have Carl Anthony Towns coming back, so maybe they've kind of been suppressed by the fact that he hasn't been worked in that much. But to me, they're, they're very limited. When your best player is a 23-year-old shooting guard, you, you need some more reps before you, before you cause real damage.
1: One more note I wanted to mention on the Warriors. Uh, Steve Kerr went to he, – he, in his press conference yesterday and said, Andrew Wiggins isn't going to play the last two games of the regular season, which in a way might be smart. Uh, I mean – I don't know if he can get out. There may be chemistry issues putting him on the floor. Yeah, apparently
2: he's working with individual coaches. It sounds like conditioning. It sounds like he wasn't working out uh, during his hiatus.
1: So this is more – the Andrew Wiggins news is more if we if we make it. And yep. we assume they, they, they've got a good chance to make it. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, that Andrew Wiggins can help them come playoff time. But, right, if you're, if you're counting on him to help you win these last two games.
2: Very likely to make the playoffs. But this is interesting. If you look at their odds to win the fifth and sixth seed versus seventh, eighth, or ninth, Warriors are 50% chance to be in the top six, 50% chance to be in the play. Exactly 50%. Really? Yep. That's according to uh, playoffstatus.com. And
1: I, you know what? Part of that could be just consider the, the Warriors' last two games are on the
2: road. Yep. And this is a team that is 9-30 on the road. The Bulls are? I mean, the uh, the, the uh Pistons are 9-30? and 30 No. For the, the, for the Warriors? The defending champion crazy. Golden State Warriors are 9 wins
1: dash 30 Losses. Imagine if that was their home record, they'd be an 18 win team. That's it's crazy. They they'd uh, they'd have the most ping pong balls. Right. This is so no, dumb. Why are they, yeah, why are they, they winning? The, the tie for the most ping pong balls. Right. But yeah, this uh, this I think Steve Kerr's got to have a come to Jesus meeting and say, "Hey, I know we've been uh, we've been blowing it on the road all year. We need to figure it out right now." Yeah. Right now is the time because well, I guess they would get home games uh, or at least a home game if they were to to end up in the play-in round. But not ideal to have your game on the, no. your season on the line with
2: that. They've in the Kerr era. They've lost two playoff series, but they didn't get a chance to play in one playoffs because they lost in the play-on play on game, playing two play-in games.
1: Man, let's uh, say so. Obviously, they know the price that you can pay there. Uh, Warriors are, are a fascinating watch over the weekend. So the Warriors, the Clippers, I, I, the two teams playing the Suns. Like the, those Suns games, Scott mentioned yeah. his best bet for tonight. I'm going to have one on Sunday. I don't think the Suns want to win. I think they've, they've won the games they want to win. And, right. and now, it, game theory, strategy-wise, it makes sense for the Suns to say, enough.
2: Yeah, that's so why the decision should be taken. They shouldn't have to like fake playing a game to lose. They should just be like, all right, well, this is the team we want to play. But you're talking about the teams trying to avoid the Suns and the Suns trying to avoid them. All these teams, Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, Suns, in the same division, that b- brings me to my best bet because I think those are the teams that are the threats in the west less so on the grizzlies who are young and up and coming less so on the nuggets who are top heavy they don't really have a second star right now pelicans big question mark so those are four teams that i think are going to win the west who the, are they the lakers clippers warriors or Suns. i think the Suns are by far the favorite but i like all four of those teams
1: i think what's hilarious is those four teams in the division none of them won the division
2: right that's funny <laughs> right they all could be last in the division by the by the end of the day. That is crazy when you think about it. But, yeah, actually, the, I get the Kings in this bet, too. So, here's the bet. You get this at DraftKings. Plus 200, the winner of the NBA Finals will be from the Pacific Conference. The Pacific Division. division. Yeah. I'm, I like those five teams to win the West. I think it should be, like, minus 400 that one of them does it. And then when I'm in the Finals, I'm not as scared of the Eastern teams as, as – um, I think the regular season has kind of made it seem like these are the dominant teams in the league, but sometimes that's just the way it goes. We saw that last year with the Warriors. I think the best team in the West will be, you know, plus 110, plus 120, not a big change in the finals. I can get plus 200 right now, so that's where I would take the Pacific Division to win the NBA Finals.
1: I'm curious, if you, were to, if you were to make a bet today, Western
2: Conference versus Eastern Conference, can you make that bet? You can. What's, you can. The, what's the current number? Minus, now? Last time I saw it was minus 135 on the East. So you, I kind of lean west at plus one fifteen. So think you can it's pretty get close
1: plus one fifteen, or you can get an extra eighty five dollars, yeah. eighty five cents, basically uh, by betting by basically yeah. cutting out the Nuggets and, and the, the grizzlies. grizzlies. That's
2: pretty much it. I mean, they, you go, uh, that's kind of disrespectful that we didn't even mention the King. I and mean, the Kings are in the Pacific kings Division. Are in your, on I your keep team. forgetting, but they're probably not going to win it. But yeah, you're pretty much cutting out the Grizzlies and the Nuggets, and we get t- almost twice the payout. you get the rest of the Western Cup.
1: I I like that bet. I, I like it because. Like, Denver come playoff time, I, I'm not worried about, honestly. And I think the Grizzlies are getting closer. They're going to keep getting closer every year. I don't know if they ever get it's over It's been a the
2: turbulent hump. season as well. I'm not sure if that brings them together, in my opinion. It's just a lot of a lot of games they didn't really play together. Uh,
1: Though they're a team that's been playing better lately,
2: that's true. too. Yeah, like they're, 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 they're not numbers, They're not, right.
1: you know, fading. In uh, the Eastern Conference, I mean – we talked about it yesterday. There's there's three teams you trust and a bunch of teams that you're like, I, I'd love to see that team in the finals, yeah.
2: you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think yeah, we could get lucky. And if the Cavs make it, which isn't crazy, we Pacific Division would be like a minus 300 favorite at, finals. At a fun.
1: minimum, you'd have a great opportunity to hedge yes, out of that. Absolutely. So Or, or middle, it, I guess, would be the, the better. You could win both of those things. Yep. Um, all right. McKenzie Rivers, great job. The NBA – Underway, this this I guess tonight is when it kicks off the uh, the the home stretch, but not a lot of these games mean anything. We just told you the Eastern Conference is totally decided, so the games that do matter tonight: the Pelicans minus seven and a half right now, uh, hosting the New York Knicks; Dallas Mavericks laying six against the Chicago Bulls there at home; Warriors four point road favorites. Mm. That says a lot. Oh, boy. That does Not, a, not does. exactly a road game. Well, it's, it's the closest road game they can have. Uh, and then the, the Lakers, Scott mentioned earlier, minus 6.5 uh, hosting Phoenix. And that's your, your best bet for the pod is going to be uh, Lakers? Oh, yeah. I like it as well. So uh, that is your NBA action for tonight.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been drinking AG one because for AG one quality, isn't just a buzzword. AG one's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support. B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support. Vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore.
1: Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1.
0: Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com
1: SOV. That's drinkag1.com SOV. Check it out.
0: With uh, a bunch of postponements yesterday in Major League Baseball due to inclement weather and built-in off days here on Friday with teams' home openers, we got a full slate of games here today and several day games. It's going to be a fun day to sit back, relax, and do no work and watch Major League Baseball. The Marlins will take on the Mets in the home opener at Citi Field for New York. The Mets are minus 180 with Tyler McGill on the hill against uh, Edward Cabrera of the Marlins. The play that I'm interested in this game is looking at Tyler McGill's strikeout prop because every pitcher goes over their strikeout prop against the Miami Marlins this year. If you look at the, the stats right now through the first six somewhat games of the regular season, no team has struck out more than the Miami Marlins. In seven games played for the Marlins, they have struck out 74 times. Now, Mackenzie, I'm not as smart as you are when it comes to the textbooks. But that's (laughs) an average of over 10 strikeouts a game, correct? Yes, that checks out. Yes. Tyler McGill struck out seven in his first start of the season. Guess who that was against? Marlins? The Miami Marlins. Uh, McGill's strikeout prop I've seen already on DraftKings at six and a half. I really would like to see a five and a half, but it's at six, words out though. But this is the thing: it's at six and a half plus one ten to the over, which makes me think like stations here in town puts it up, and a little later this morning I'll I'll, I'll see it because it's too early for them to post it up. I think they might have a five and a half at like minus 150. And if that's the case, you like that? It's a hammer spot. Yeah. Six and a half is still a decent place. You're getting plus 110. And he did just strike out seven against them. He's probably going to get amped up. He's pitching in city field, you know, home opener for the Mets. But this team, this Marlins team, just strikes out way too much. Everybody has gone over their strikeout prop against the Miami Marlins. So that might be the way to continue to do this. We have our first Apple TV game of the year. And you know what that means? What's that mean? Juiced baseballs. Nice. Oh, nice. bringing them nice. back Pick this year—that yeah, yeah. yeah. was the conspiracy theory from last year, and it was that whenever you had the Friday night Apple TV games, they all just went over because they, Apple TV brand new to the contract. They wanted to—they wanted to get the viewership up.
2: If they are on the up and up, take their baseball and then have a random MLB baseball come out, go out into the middle of the parking lot, drop them. Which one bounces higher? If it's close, I'll let them slide. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be close. I think one's going to go boing.
0: Well, it's funny. Uh, on on yesterday, you had the total between the uh, Nationals and the Rockies was ten. Then it went to ten and a half. Then it went to eleven. In a one nothing game, one nothing at end. <laughs> you know what? I think that's the only, that might have been like one of the f- very few, if not the only, one nothing results at Coors Field. Yeah, right. that's a All rare time. time. Like no, I'm day. I'm dead serious. Like uh, I think it was the first 1-0 result at Coors Field. Like ever. That can't be. I, th- I, I, th- I, I don't
2: Let me get the free machine out. I'll tell you in a second. At least in the last, you know, since the database. Here we go.
0: MLB.com Freeland Rocks win rare 1 0 opener. Only one run scores for je- for the 12th time in a Rockies home game. Wow. So it's Pretty just rare. the 12th time that only one run was scored in the game. That's unbelievable.
1: Think about that. That is a team that has been playing baseball since what, 1993? Was it
0: 93 was the Rockies and Marlins? I think
1: so, 93. It was
0: Rockies Marlins the same yeah, year. Yeah, they came in together. And then Devil Rays came in Diamondbacks, right? Yeah, yeah. Devil Rays Diamondbacks. Yeah. So that's that's amazing. So what yeah, for 12th time in that ballpark, that there's only been one run scored. But anyway, juice baseballs, that's pretty funny. You get a one-nothing game in the 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 biggest, you know, <laughs> overparking baseball besides Cincinnati. Uh, so Cubs take on the Rangers on Apple TV. Chicago's minus 120. Marcus Stroman on the hill against Nathan Yavaldi. Total in that one is nine. Let me check the wind real quick at uh at Wrigley, because whenever you're talking about games in Chicago, the wind comes into play. It was kind of windy. In the game for the White Sox against the Giants, 13-mile-per-hour winds. Blowing now, out you've the been to field. Chicago.
2: You tell me about this. You had deep-dish pizza, but you never experienced the wind.
0: I wasn't outside. You never went stayed outside. In the airport and... And stayed at O'Hare. <laughs> but, but seriously, there was wind in Chicago on the south side yesterday, and the Giants just kept taking advantage of it. Hitting home run after home run after home run. Yeah. A trio of former Mets actually went deep. Wilmer Flores, J.D. Davis, Michael Conforto. So Mets fans, uh, you know, got a nice little show from the, you know, watching the highlights. Anyway, here's the weather for today in Chicago. Eight and a half mile per hour winds blowing in. Uh, boo. Not blowing out. They're actually blowing towards third base, so it's not gonna be a uh Not home run friendly. Uh, We take a look at the Orioles and their home opener against the Yankees. The Yankees are laying 135. Dean Kramer gets the start for Baltimore against Clark Schmidt, who uh, both these pitchers had a rough go in their first games. Clark Schmidt gave up three runs in just three innings of work against San Francisco in his first start of the season. Meanwhile, Kramer, Kramer, Cosmo, (laughs) Kramer gave up five runs in just three innings to the Boston Red Sox. So both pitchers looking for bounce backs. Total in this game is nine. Makes me think about the over. The Reds, but again, day game. I don't know about the sun, the shadows. Maybe it comes into play. Things could happen. Reds at Phillies. This is Philadelphia's home opener. Zach Wheeler gets the ball against Hunter Green. Phillies 195, total of seven and a half. Part of me wants to bet the strikeout total for Hunter Green. He's a guy that he throws gas, and he's a high strikeout guy. His pitching, his prop for this game is seven and a half. Think about that. Hunter Green against Zach Wheeler. Wheeler's prop is six and a half. Hunter Green's prop is seven and a half.
1: That's Dylan Cease numbers.
0: That's Dylan Cease numbers. Hunter Green, in his first start, struck out eight Pittsburgh Pirates in only three and a third innings. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So uh, I think Hunter Green is probably going to strike out a bunch of Phillies in this one. The Mariners take on the Guardians. Logan Gilbert against Aaron Savale. Cleveland is minus 125 total. Low. Seven. That's a low total. Not even seven and a half. It's seven. And uh, we got 10, 11 mile per hour winds blowing to left field. I don't think it's going to be that big of a, a factor. Astros at the Twins. Jose Urquidy. Goes against Sonny Gray, Minnesota minus one thirty five. agent. you were a little confused by this.
1: Yeah, I was. I was fascinated because yesterday when this game was supposed to be originally played, uh-huh. we were looking at a, a line that was like Twins minus one twelve, Astros minus like one oh eight, something like that. Now all of a sudden, Astros are plus one twelve, plus one fourteen. What what's changed now? Is it just the, the the game's a day later? What else could be different?
0: Um, the only thing I can think of, and I don't know this for, and you know this man, um, was there always scheduled to start or was supposed to start yesterday. He was. Yeah. Okay. So there was no change for the pitching and Sonny. I know Sonny Gray was always scheduled to start. So I don't know. Maybe the market just buying in on, on, it was a bad spot for Minnesota play, you know,
1: with no off days. Now you have the off day. I'll be honest, man. Anytime the Astros are a plus number against like a, a team that I don't think is on their level, mm. I, I'm very interested. So I'm, I'm going to be looking at that probably. Sonny Gray
0: in his first start went five innings against the Kansas City Royals. Three hits, no runs. He did walk four, only one strikeout. Just one. White Sox take on the Pirates in Pittsburgh. It's the home opener at PNC Park. Lucas Giolito goes for the White Sox. Rich Hill starts for the Pirates. I got to be honest. I thought Rich Hill would be a pitching coach by now. Like, <laughs> he's still starting. He's 43 years old. How is he still a major league I pitcher? Is he a knuckleballer? No. no. Bring that out. How is he? Chicago's minus 130. Now, I can't stand the White Sox. They're bad. And and they got blown Excuse me. out. They're bad when it's not Dylan Stanley. Yeah, yeah. They got blown out yesterday. And now they have to travel and no off day, and they're playing in Pittsburgh. It's a bad spot for them, but...
1: But isn't the next best thing to Dylan Cease Day, Lucas Giolito Day?
0: You would think. Yeah. But Rich Hill.
1: Yeah. Come on. God, this is why I wish my kids were left-handed. You're left-handed. You can have a job for a long, long time. Rich Hill's
0: Hill's first start was in Cincinnati. He went five innings. In 1974? (laughs) Yeah. He went five innings, allowed three runs... On two home runs. So, he's someone's going to hit a a bomb off of him. Maybe the total over 8.5 is good in this game. Maybe just the White Sox team total. Because maybe if the White Sox score like five runs and and they lose the game, yeah, the full game goes over, but you're not mad because you're like, ah, as long as the White Sox score runs. I'll tell you what, even better, even better bet. Now, DraftKings has this. Stations here in Vegas has this. So shop around to see if your book of choice has this. You can wager first five team totals. Now, this is a whole new way of attacking things because now you're really just banking on how many runs the team's going to score against the opposing starting yeah. pitcher. Yeah. Chicago, over two and a half runs in the first five innings, plus 115. If they don't score three runs off of Rich Hill, Within the first five innings, first of all, I don't even know if Rich Hill's going five. But if they don't score three runs off of Rich Hill in the first five innings, they should pack up and leave Pittsburgh.
2: (laughs) Why do you think the White Sox are so bad? I mean, they were fourteenth, they were tied for fourteenth favorite. They're three and four. I'm not following this stuff very closely. So what gives you such an impression at the beginning of the season that they are not, you know, not even a contender? Uh, I, I like. Did you come into the season thinking, oh, yes. 14th? They're not very good at all. Yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't
0: like them. Um, I besides Dylan Cease, there's not much to like on their pitching staff. I, I know they have some big name starters and Gilito and Lance Lynn and and Kopech, but the the managerial situation is bad. Like I don't. Didn't they it, get rid of the problem? Uh, Risotto, or whatever. Yeah, but does anyone even know who like Pedro Grifo is? That's a made up person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like, do not.
2: You made them. You made like. Like, does yeah.
0: anyone know who, who this guy is? Like, I, I, I've, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, whatever. Um, What's funny is that you said they're three and four. Two of those three wins were on Dylan C's day.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, it's, so they're, they're one and four, and then they got Dylan C's. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, you know, it's 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 like Dylan. It's it used to be. Uh, Oh, I forgot what the, I get, you can say with any like rotation, I don't know where this saying started, but it was um, if you have two elite guys and then nobody else, the joke would be, and it's like an old time joke. Again, I don't know what the origin, the origination of the joke was, but like, let's say for the Mets, like when you, when you, when it's the Mets, the Mets got Scherzer, Verlander, and Pray for Rain yeah like that's what it was yeah.
2: there was some guy named Hughes I think for the Yankees it was like Wakefield Hughes and then we lose you know it yeah. Like, yeah
0: it was and, like whatever the um it, it's it, it was uh oh that's what it was Warren Spawn, and then we're done it was 1948 Johnny Sane and Warren Spawn, and it was Spawn Insane and, and Pray for Rain yeah, so that's good. what it this
1: was yep the uh besides the Dylan C day that the Giants or that they they had in this last series against the Giants, the other two games the White Sox got outscored twenty eight to nine. All right, margin. I appreciate margin.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, here's something.
0: here's an interesting situational spot. The Royals are at the Giants. It's the home opener for San Francisco. They're laying one ninety with Alex Cobb on the hill against Brad Keller. the The Giants just came from Chicago. They blew out the White Sox. That's what we were talking about yesterday. They fly home and now have to play a day game against the Royals. So not only is it coming home, no rest, day game, but there's also a little bit of jet lag in there because they start the season on the East Coast. They play three games against the Yankees, and then they go to Chicago and play three games against the White Sox. Then they fly to the West Coast and now have... A one o'clock Pacific time or one thirty Pacific
2: time start.
0: It just doesn't add up to a good situation. What do you think about that, Mac?
2: It makes perfect sense. I mean, in every in any sport, when you're not home and then you come home, you tend to do have a little bit of a flat spot. But here. W- but what do
0: you think about the East Coast to West I think Coast? It, I think it intensifies yeah. it. I yeah, think, I think. And seems- then having to be a day game.
2: I think the less amount of time from yeah. that last game, the more profitable. And we've been looking up a few different trends that fit this. The Giants is one of them. Uh it makes perfect sense to me and the numbers back it up.
0: Yeah, I just look, I don't have it in me to bet the Royals, but um I just
1: You bet the Royals plus one and a half.
0: That I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't and you know what else I probably don't hate? Man, maybe attacking this game early is the way to go. Maybe go Royals in the first five innings plus a half a run. So you got the benefit of if the game is tied after five innings, you get the win.
1: Yeah. Because, what, what kind
0: of number are we looking at? Uh, I would assume it's minus 130 on the plus one and a half. I'll tell you right now. Because the benefit of that is that we're attacking early in the game to go, to fade the uh, the Giants. Before like, they wake up. Before they wake up, yeah. I don't see a first five line just yet. I see. Maybe later on this morning. Yeah.
2: Did you know you can bet first five team totals now?
0: I know you just talking about that. You know, I mean, <laughs> I took pride in that handicap, honestly,
2: and you just like completely like poo-pooed it. No, I was just saying, I didn't know. I didn't know you could bet that.
0: Plus. Plus one and a half for the Royals for the game is minus 135. So I would assume the first five is probably a
1: similar type of line right now. At All right. Plus a half a run. Let's get to the next game because I got to ask you how we're not betting this game.
0: The A's at the Rays. It is the uh, not the home opener. Tampa's already 3-0 at home. But Tampa is minus 235. Zach Eflin on the hill for Tampa against Ken Waldachuk. Sounds like a hockey name. Uh, going for the A's in Walden Chuck. I just like saying <laughs> that in his first start against the Angels, gave up six runs on nine hits, three of them were homers,
1: in five and two thirds innings. Why are we not betting Tampa here? I think we are. Okay, like is it? Are you betting them minus the two thirty or like I'm seeing a minus minus two ten? I no, can get. No, I'm, I'm comfortable are you betting minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm comfortable with the minus one and a half,
2: even though they're at home and they might not get that extra half inning. Yeah, they're so good.
0: They're so they're so good. Like, Tampa has not played a one-run game yet. They beat the Tigers 4-0, 12-2, 5-1, and then the Nationals 6-2, 10-6, 7-2. In fact, you could have laid the two-and-a-half on the alternate and gotten some plus money. Yeah, it's like and, twice as much as plus, minus yeah, one. Yeah, and still covered every game they've played. That this team is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I've got minus one and a half, minus 105 you can get. So I, I think that's the way I'm going to look. Get, put my baseball record on the line here The uh, with the old Rays. How about this? I my- like Zach Eflin. I, I I think that he he was better than what his stats were last year because he had a bad defense behind him in yeah. Philly. Great infield defense for a ground ball pitcher. I think Eflin's prime for a big year.
0: Rays minus two and a half plus 145. Just so attractive, it is so man. attractive. I'll tell you the way that I'll probably end up playing this game is maybe you just raise first five inning run line so first five innings lay a half a run, which will probably be even money minus one ten yeah. And then all you, you just got to have a lead after five innings. But the
1: Rays bullpen is so good. Like, I, know, I, I know. I don't worry
0: about playing but, him full game. But the thing is, like this Ken Walden Chuck guy is. That's where you want to jump just, on, him. yeah. Just and I might do a Rays team total first five team total something like that. They're going to score five runs total seven and a half. But that's not because of the that's not that's not because the Rays won't score. You're
2: not the, a believer in Walden Chuck. It's because the A's. It's because the
0: A's won't <laughs> it's, score. I actually think it's not sold. Yeah, the, it's because the A's won't score in this game. Uh, let's see, you got the Padres at the Braves, Apple TV, nine and a half, could be going over. Uh, starting for Atlanta is Jared Schuster. Oh, Schuster starting on Passover, Nice. Um, four runs on six hits in four and two-thirds innings in his first start against the Nationals.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Uh, the quickest way to get dropped from my fantasy baseball team.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I give up four runs I to start, the Nationals.
1: I stream you against the
2: Nationals. <laughs> yeah.
1: You get shelled. You're back in the pile, bro.
0: Beat uh, it. Nick Martinez goes for the Padres. They, these two teams played a really exciting game uh yesterday uh Braves won in a walk-off the Cardinals at the Brewers and the Cardinals they gotta start hitting it's been bad the past couple of games they got swept by the Braves they scored a total of seven runs in three games combined and this is a team that still has one of the best batting averages in all of Major League Baseball runs across yeah they're not scoring and they're also hitting into outs double plays it's it's it hasn't been a good run here as of late. They got to get their act
1: together. You assume when teams are, are hitting the ball, contact outs. Yeah. You assume that that eventually evens out, right? You start, yeah. You put the ball in play, good things happen generally.
0: Yeah, and you can look at you know whether it's Fangraphs or Baseball Savant, and you see like what uh, some teams are doing and and what their expected numbers are, beside as opposed to what their uh, re- regular runs are.
2: So, do we think it's a get right game for the Cardinals, whose underlying statistics say they're better than? Their run performance so far?
0: Well, they're playing against the Brewers in Milwaukee and Brandon Woodruff. And Milwaukee is coming off a series against the Mets in which they blew them out. Yep. It was 26 to 6, I believe it was. They outscored the Mets in three games. So I don't know if I want to bet against that team right now. Yeah, with Woodruff,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: But if you're looking at it right now, St. Louis has the. Oh, let's see. Where are we? Is this 2023? Yeah, it's 2023. Is this possible? I guess it is possible. Do you want to talk about uh underlying stats and and how they're better than than what they are uh indicate? The St. Louis Cardinals are third best in baseball in wRC+, which is ra- weighted runs created. Wow. Um Milwaukee though is fifth. So this this game may be a little too close to call. But that's that's an interesting number. It's despite the fact of them getting swept by the Braves in those three games, still having advanced numbers like that looks pretty good for their offense. Tampa Bay, by the way, number one team in WRC+. Uh, you have the Nationals at the Rockies. I can tell you this. This will not be another one nothing game. Uh, McKenzie <laughs> Core goes for the Nationals. For Colorado, it's Jose Uriña. And I'll be honest.
2: What if it is? What will you give me? Give I, me 20 to 1 on one on. I
0: like the Nationals to win this game.
2: <laughs> okay. Give me yeah. 20 to 1 on Rockies
0: 1-0. Okay. You, you got, got have. it. Where's
2: it's a, the it's bet push, ever? Push that button. <laughs> push that
0: green button. But I want it. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I think Wait, the Nationals.
2: Wait, so 100 to win 2,000 or <laughs> no, no, one, to, no. 1 to win 20? 1 to win 20. Go.
0: Then it won't be Rockies winning one nothing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Might be Nationals winning one nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got the Blue Jays at the Angels. Patrick Sandoval against Chris Bassett. LA's minus one thirty. Total of nine. And the Dodgers Diamondbacks. LA minus two twenty. Clayton Kershaw against Madison Bumgarner. And you know how I talked about how Rich Hill should be a pitching coach by now. Mm-hmm. Madison Bumgarner is the oldest thirty three year old I've ever seen in my I've, I've ever known in my life. Yeah. It's because he's been in the league. Since what was his? How old was he? His first year was he nineteen? He was must he have been
1: young. Yeah,
0: twenty. Like w- w- when the Giants were winning those World Series, I mean, he was a kid. He's pitched so many years in this league. He started in two thousand nine. Two thousand nine.
2: He was just turned twenty years old.
0: Twenty. He's thirty three. He's been in the league forever, and he's washed. Like he's. I'm sorry. He's. Wa- he he faced the Dodgers last week. He gave up five runs in four innings. He's washed. I'm sorry. I love you, Mad Bum. You're, one of the, you're probably a Hall of Famer, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, no one does what you did in the postseason and doesn't get acknowledged into the Hall of Fame. Like, he's one of the greatest postseason pitchers
2: we've ever seen. Most innings pitch in a single postseason. Most starts in a single postseason. Most career postseason starts of at least seven shutout innings yeah. and three World Series titles.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable, and that one series where he pit three times. It's no one's ever done. No one. He's incredible, but he's washed. But he's washed. washed. Dodgers minus two twenty. I like it. I'll lay the one and a half on the run line, or I'll attack the first five and go Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers to have a lead after five innings against Madison Bumgarner and the Diamondbacks. There are no NHL games uh, tonight. The schedule will resume with a full slate of games on uh, Saturday. So lots of games uh, tomorrow, but tonight there are no games. But here's what you have to take note of. This is a real opportunity now at the end of the NHL season to play on teams that need to win for their playoff lives going up against teams that have nothing to play for. The example, and these are plays that I gave out and played last night, you had uh, the Islanders literally fighting for their playoff lives, going up against the Lightning, who had absolutely nothing to play for. Islanders win 6-1 to in a game that looked like it should have been more than that. They dominated play. Devils fighting for first place against the Blue Jackets team that has nothing to play for. Devils blow them out 8-1. to Panthers fighting for their playoff lives. They win 7-2. Sabres fighting for their playoff lives. They back and forth, come from behind they win against the red wings took a shootout but they win so you can take advantage of these teams that desperately need wins and uh in the kraken trying to clinch a playoff spot they win against the coyotes so that's where you have to look take advantage updating on the standings right now in the NHL wild card race especially panthers and islanders still tied for the two wild card spots in the eastern conference penguins 1 point back sabers Still not dead. They're six points back. Still not dead, and they also have two games in hand. So that's really essentially being two points back now, assuming that they win because you can get four more points than the teams that they're chasing. Uh, Devils, one point back of the Hurricanes for first place. Rangers, four points back of the Devils. And in the Western Conference... Colorado and Dallas tied for first place. Minnesota, two for its back. That's in the Central Division. Vegas, three points up on the Oilers for first place in the Pacific. L.A., three points back of Edmonton for second. Seattle has clinched a playoff spot. Congratulations. The Kraken are in the playoffs for the first time. They're your first wild card. Winnipeg holding the second wild card, but tied with Calgary. Winnipeg has the tiebreaker right now. Nashville still alive. One point back. So the play on teams Nashville, Calgary, Winnipeg, Panthers, Islanders, Penguins, Sabres. Play on teams over the next week.
2: Over the next week. Yeah. Until the end of the regular season. Yep. Yep. UFC
1: 287 tomorrow night, a rematch. Where's that? Uh, it's in Miami, Florida. Oh my goodness. What? What's that? How
0: are we not betting Jorge Masvidal in Miami?
1: Good luck.
2: Really? He's gonna get smashed. He's gonna have all. That he's gonna trouble. have the crowd.
1: He's gonna get smashed. All those Sandovals are gonna be. There. He's gonna get smashed, man. He's gonna have the crowd. Is that you're not denying
0: that? He's gonna have the entire crowd. One hundred percent, he'll have the crowd. Did you Did you see what he said in his press conference? He was like, "He's get ready to like like smash the books, like the bookies." He's convinced. Like like, like he's like, he's gonna win
1: everybody money. There's something weird going on in that dude's head. Like he's like, yeah, if I win this fight, I'll probably get a title shot. You've lost three fights in a row. You fight got him right where I want him. You fight. (laughs) He fights one time a year, and he's lost three in a row. That means like his last win came in 2019. Like you don't just win a fight and be like, "Yep, title shot, baby." It doesn't work that way. It's fair to
2: see a 16 in the loss column for any fighter. That's a lot of losses. It is a lot of losses.
1: But he's a guy who, listen, he got famous for fighting Ray in the boatyard on YouTube. So uh, it's a guy who came up on a different path. Uh, I do think he gets smashed this weekend, but. My, I'll give a best bet on this: uh, Israel Adesanya, Alex Pereira, over three and a half rounds. You can get it at minus one fifty. I'll give actually a double best bet on nice. the main event here. I'm going to three with-
0: and a half rare. Isn't it
1: usually four and a half for a, a fight like that? Uh, you can usually bet Three and a half's the closest to even, you know, it's still minus minus one fifty, but it's, yeah, 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 it's yeah, the yeah. closest you can get. Okay. To a, a, a and I guess line. four and a half is plus money. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so I'm going to go over three and a half rounds here. I, I don't understand how Alex Pereira is a dog in this. The guy beat him in MMA, beat him twice in kickboxing. He, he's three and zero against this mm. same guy. I heard uh, Chris Curtis, who's fighting on the undercard, in the press conference. They were they were asking about the main event, and he said, "I feel bad for Izzy." He said, "It's like he's got his own personal Michael Myers, just following him around wherever <laughs> he goes. It's like his own boogeyman, just showing up, staring at him outside his window." And was Adesanya
2: a favorite in the other game? Is that he lost? Yes,
1: Adesanya's been favorite every time they fought, and he's Bucks lost are, every time he fought. So
2: not adjusting? Maybe not enough. They're adjusting, but not.
1: To me, this should be a, a pick'em fight. Gotcha. So if I can get plus one fifteen in a pick'em, here's why I think it goes over. I think Adesanya, who got knocked out in the last fight, is going to be a lot more cautious about getting into these firefights, getting into mm. these big exchanges. There is that a, makes sense. It, there's stay a stay away from him. Alex Pereira throws a left hook that is literally probably the most dominant strike in combat sports right now. If you get hit with that, it's that's it. It's over. So he's got to avoid that for five whole rounds. I think he's very cautious. I think we may see a more wrestling-based approach from Adesanya, who got a takedown in round three in their last fight. I think it exhausted him when he did it, and I think it eventually led to him getting knocked out because a guy, if you don't wrestle all the time and you decide to just wrestle this time, it tires you out quick. So Adesanya, not a natural wrestler. Just because Alex Pereira is a terrible defensive wrestler, it's a way to... Buy yourself some time away from that left hook. Not really a long-term strategy, but I think he plays it safe. I think this thing goes probably late into the fourth round or maybe even a decision. Uh, So I'll go over three and a half rounds, and I'll go Alex Pereira at plus money to uh, get it done for the fourth time against Israel Adesanya.
2: Would you sprinkle a little bit on a parlay of those two? (sighs) Or are they inversely
1: correlated? They're not inversely correlated, but... Because it, it, there's always the chance that Alex Pereira just lands this bomb yeah, one, at any one, given one moment. Punch. Like I, I, that's what you're. That's what you're worried about. If you've got that three and a half ticket, you're just mm. crossing fingers. No, no, no. But it's certainly a real possibility. Uh, but it, Alex Pereira being plus money in this fight just doesn't make sense to me. So uh, I'm going to take him as plus money and hope that he gets the job done late. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to parlay Pereira. Pe-
0: mm-hmm. pe- Pereira. 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 At plus 115. All right. Masvidal at plus 360.
2: See, expert just told me not to bet Masvidal.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> and, you. No. and I'm going to go with... The Yankees, Rangers. Uh, our boy, Adrian Yanez, at minus 180. That three-legger, plus 1438.
1: Okay. I wish you luck. <laughs> May God have mercy on your soul.
2: Can I book that? <laughs>
1: You think Masvidal just gets knocked I out think, in the first I, round? I don't know that he gets knocked out in the first round. I do think he gets finished. Like the guy he's fighting, Gilbert Here's Burns, I, you, you, know, you know he's going to
0: try and go for like the flying knee off the rash. Yeah. It,
1: it, that works thing. against Ben Askren, yeah. who's a big dope
0: yeah. and not a good fighter. And that guy lost to Jake Paul.
1: Yeah. Gilbert <laughs> Burns is like legit. He, he just fought Hamzat Shemaev, who like literally no one had landed a punch on him in his first three fights, mm-hmm. and they had an absolute war. And Gilbert Burns, who lost that fight, comes out looking better than ever. Then he fought
0: Neal. What do you think about this, AJ? See, you're thinking of this logically. And that's where you're wrong. Okay. You can't be smart when it comes to this. You have to think about Reddit conspiracy theories. Okay? (laughs) That's where you start. That's where you start. And UFC... Is now partnered with WWE uh, in a 21 billion shit. dollar deal.
1: So you're saying Logan Paul's gonna come in the it's in the cage? All last second, he's it's gonna hit Masvidal with a chair. Script. Masvidal wins by DQ. Drama.
0: Oh! It's- the outcome's already determined. It's all scripted. <laughs> These guys are told what to do. Dana White's Vince McMahon pulling the strings. Pretty soon he's gonna get in the octagon and fight. And then his son's gonna get in the octagon and fight like Shane McMahon did. And and then his daughter's gonna own the thing, like 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 his whatever. McMahon
2: and the Rock versus uh who's the <laughs> UFC guy? Dana White. Dana White and I don't know, Conor McGregor. Some like someone not great UFC fighter like wash, like doesn't fight anymore.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take Dana and, and Connor. By Don't the
2: way, The Rock can th- do it. He's a good actor. Does this yeah.
0: merger make it easy now for Brock Lesnar to just keep going back? I, and I forth? hope so. I, I'd love <laughs> to doesn't see even it. Have to change I'd love room. to see it. I'd love to see it. He went back and forth like five times. He was like, "I'm gonna wrestle." but now I'm going to fight for real, but now I'm going to wrestle, and now I'm going to fight for real. He he had, like, heavyweight UFC title shots, and then he would go to WrestleMania and have a yeah. wrestling title shot. As a
2: UFC fighter, as you once were, UFC fighter, I know, exactly, UFC fighter. I'll say again, you were a UFC fighter. An MMA fighter. No, yeah, yeah, I wasn't no. in the UFC. Did you consider wrestling, pro wrestling? Uh, I mean, it would have been awesome to do. Why not? This and, is uh, a natural – I mean, they're they're one in the same. I,
1: I worked with Booker T uh, when I was in Houston at, at, at ESPN there, and he has a wrestling school in Houston. That's and cool. we would talk nice. about going down tap and your elbows. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> by then I was, I'm already like my ACLs. There's like, I'm not going to do any more skiing in my life. <laughs> and I don't think I'm going to do pro wrestling. Yeah, you're not jumping off. I'm not top
0: jumping ropes. off the top. rope. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what you can do. You can go to pregame.com and you don't have to jump off the top rope to save some money because we're going to give you 20% off. If you use our promo code shine 20, Shine 20 is going to get you 20% off anything you'd like at freegame.com. and you could use it on AJ's UFC card for tomorrow. How many fights? How many picks are you going to Nine right? fights. Nine, nine, nine picks. Nine picks on the card. You get 20% off that card using Shine 20. mackenzie has got NBA up. I got a Major League Baseball season package, NHL, Stanley Cup playoff package. You can get combos, weekend all access for anybody you'd like. Choose your favorite pregame pro and jump on board and take 20% off using the promo code Shine 20. Four. A.J. Hoffman and Mackenzie Rivers. I'm Scott Settenberg. Have a great, profitable weekend. We are straight out of Vegas, A.M.